Go continues. Here we go with Larry Fitzgerald. Hey, Larry, how are you today? I'm doing outstanding, Jim. What a great week of football. It's a really exciting game. Can you wrap? Why don't you wrap us in? We just got wrapped out by, by Snoop, so bring us on board. <laughs> Jim, I, I, I have no rap skills, not not in the least bit. I don't even sing in the shower because I'm, I'm, I'm terrified to hear my own voice. You have no rap? Wow. None. Not any at all. Oh, my God. Is this how we're going to start? Let's jump off. Let's jump off and get into football here. Uh, how about your buddy Dan Campbell after the game yesterday? Let's hear from him. When you see your players give all that they have and uh, and you lose that way, it's tough. You know, you don't want that for them. So, um, but we'll be better for it. Tough loss yesterday for the Lions. They moved to 0-5. Uh, Dan Campbell, uh, very emotional afterwards. Uh, Larry, you got to feel for him and, and, and for the team uh, to uh, have a public display like that. Uh, just shows you just just how difficult defeat is. Jim, those coaches, I mean, they put in 60, 70, 80 hour work weeks every week to prepare those those uh, game plans. And the players obviously are playing so hard. And, um, you know, as a, as a player, I mean, you, you really you really feel you know, the love and appreciation that he has for you and the work that he's putting in um, to prepare his players to put in, um, you know, a good game um, for the week. And so it shows you the raw emotions of what it is to win and lose in the National Football League. You have 17 opportunities. This is not baseball or basketball where you have many, many games throughout the course of the week. You have one game, one opportunity. And when it doesn't come and the ball doesn't bounce your way, it's, it's difficult to digest. Do you ever cry after a game? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, most recently, probably in 2015, you know, after losing the NFC championship game to the Carolina Panthers, you know, um, you know, it's devastating. You know, when you when you get that close, um, you know, to, you know, get into a position to, to hoist the Lombardi trophy and and to fall short and, um, you know, not be able to perform the way you know you're capable of performing as a team it, it hurts it's devastating and the part that hurts the most is that you don't ever know if you'll be able to have that opportunity again and so when you see those emotions by coach Campbell you know you can definitely sympathize for him do you think the public has any idea really just how much everybody cares we only see the final result the winners move on uh they're cheered they get the glory um but on the other end do you, do you think the fans uh, relate to this? Do you think that they know? Because the fans have tremendous disappointment. They put their time, energy, money, and, and emotion into it. Do you think they think the, the players and the coaches are robots and don't have feelings, or do you think they understand it? No, I don't think the fans think that the players and coaches are robots or machines, but I don't think they can really understand what goes into you know playing the game. Um, you know, your whole life's work, you know, you've worked since you were six, seven, eight years old, um, all year long to be able to put yourself in position to be successful. And, you know, just how much time and effort and energy goes into that. I don't think you really can compare, um, you know, the average fan, they watch the game on Sunday and, you know, they eat dinner with the family and, and life moves on when loss or or draw, but for a player, you go home, you're dealing with the injuries and the ramifications of, of not, you know, winning or winning, dealing with the prosperity. Um, it, it's very difficult um, for anybody who's not in the fight to understand what goes into it. Jim Gray with Larry Fitzgerald. Our program, Let's Go, is brought to you by GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Now online in Michigan and New Jersey, play your favorite online slots or table games like blackjack, roulette, 
and so much more with over 700 games to choose from. Only at GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Larry, let's pick it up with John Gruden and what has gone on surrounding him uh, with the emails that were uh, released uh, 10 years ago uh, that he had written to Bruce Allen, uh, all part of the investigation of the Washington football team and Dan Snyder, what has taken place with the the sexual harassment uh, surrounding them. 650,000 emails turned over. Uh, John Gruden turns up in several of them. Uh, Racial comments uh, regarding uh, D. Smith, the head of the Players Union, and uh, the fallout has continued uh, over the weekend. He has apologized uh, several times to a number of media outlets, including after the game, a loss to the Chicago Bears. And I'm just wondering how you've digested all of this and where you think this is headed. Well, Jim, you know, I know everybody's asking about the racism question um, and, and how that pertains to it. And it's a fair question. Um, but the more concerning thing to me is just the personal nature of the comments, Jim. Um, even though it was a private email, he was personally attacking D. And, um, you know, D is a highly respected uh, president of the Players Association, um, you know, somebody who's really, really fought for the players over the years. And it's just a terrible look for Coach Gruden um, from a personal standpoint to, to attack him like that. And, and then the racial connotations associated with the comment it is really a black eye, um, you know, for Coach Gruden. And I think, you know, we're going to see over the next coming weeks, um, you know, how his players really feel about that um, and how they're going to respond. Obviously, it didn't turn out well for them yesterday. And, um, you know, it's something that we're going to have to watch. Several players asked about it after the game uh, when there was media availability. And it runs the spectrum from no comment, I'm not getting into that, to some tepid support, to it doesn't involve us. So it's, it, there's a range of reaction here. But if you're the Raiders organization and you're having to evaluate this and D. Smith has gotten reelected as the union head going forward, will this have an impact on African-American players wanting to be with the Raiders? And when you look at that organization and what that has stood for over all of these years, going back to Al Davis, hiring the first black head coach in Art Shell, hiring the first Hispanic coach, Tom Flores, who just went into the Hall of Fame, having the only woman as a CEO to run the organization. And you see what what race and gender has meant to that organization long before it was being picked up by everybody across the board in the National Football League. How do you think that mix will go going forward? Well, Al Davis, as you know, he was a close friend of yours for many years, you know, really stood on the fact that he really was supportive of of minorities and didn't see color was only about who was the best player, who were the best coaches, who were the best general managers, who was the best president. It didn't matter what the color of their skin was um, or the gender. Um, He was always going to hire the best person. Um, And I think people understood that about him. I think the Raiders in a tough position because even if you feel like the comments that he made were diminishing to the Raider brand, um, you still owe him seventy million dollars over the next seven years, which is a really, really tough pill to swallow as an organization. Um, he was with them and had a lot of success before he was traded to Tampa. But um, you know the Raiders are in a tough predicament, and um, I don't, I don't know what the right answer is, Jim. I, I really don't. Um, it's, it's just, this is a very difficult one to put my head around. And I just want to say, for the record, I believe that Mark Davis is the exact same as his father, Al Davis. And uh, 
in the way that he believes and thinks. So it is it is a, a difficult circumstance moving forward for the organization. Uh, what about privacy concerns? And what about the league office having this one email leak uh, after 650,000 emails uh, have been procured as part of this investigation? We don't know anything really about what happened with the Redskins because that was not made public, uh, now the Washington football team. But we find out this one thing about John Gruden and potentially four or five others, uh, one of them disparaging remarks regarding uh, Roger Goodell, which he acknowledged after the game. Well, John, I think it's it's a bigger issue um, that, you know, anything that you do, say, put in the text messages, emails can be recovered um, and used, you know, at, at any point in your life down the road. So you just got to you got to be careful what you say. Um you know, you, you always have to be aware who you're talking to and what you're doing. And this is another example. I mean, over 600,000 emails that, that were gone through and, you know, two or three are brought up from years past that, um, you know, they can come back and hunt, can hunt you. So you, you have to be you have to be aware of your surroundings and what you're doing and what you're saying. Jim Gray with Larry Fitzgerald. Our program, Let's Go, is brought to you by USAA Insurance. We're dedicated to helping the military community protect what they've worked hard for with insurance that meets their high standards. Get the coverage you deserve. USAA Insurance. USAA! And for everybody on Twitter and Instagram and texting and so forth, players, executives, general public, watch out. You're walking around with a weapon that can be turned on yourself um, the second you hit send. It's an issue for everybody in a learning moment to, uh, to you know, be aware of what it is that you're doing when you do it. And a lot of people just in the past uh, weren't thinking about that, Larry. You couldn't have said that any better, Jim. Um, you know, a lot of young people, you know, they see something and they, they immediately react. Um, you don't think about the consequences that are negative connotations that could be associated with the comments that you say. Or the, or the words that you type, um, but I think you need to be aware of them. You do need to be aware of them. Then we get into this whole cancel culture. What somebody said 10 years ago in a private email that uh, caused them now to lose their job, lose their reputation. Obviously, if you have those feelings, you get exposed. So you probably shouldn't have those feelings unless you don't mind being exposed. On the other hand, one strike and you're out on everything? I don't believe that's the right way to go about it, um, Jim. You know, a lot of the people that who are tracking and breaking these stories are not without sin. They make mistakes, but they're not held to the same standard as, you know, the coaches and the players and the the executives of companies. Um, and, I, and do they need to be held to a higher standard? I would say yes, but that does not make it necessarily right that, um, you know, people are canceled for one mistake, um, especially if the mistake is not egregious. Heavy stuff right here. Do you need a drink? No, I'm okay, Jim. I'm, I'm all right. It's a little let's too early to drink it. It's a little too early for let's that, go, Jim. Let's go to Morton's. They've got great cocktails, great steaks. <laughs> okay, what do you think? Because we'd you, like to celebrate your next special occasion at Morton's, the steakhouse. It's a prime place, Morton's, for someone special. Perfect steak, unrivaled dining experience. Great cocktails as well. You can visit mortons.com. For reservations and information, this one's on me, Larry. Jim, it's always on you. <laughs> That's about right. That's about right. America's guest, Larry Fitzgerald. We're going to continue with him right here when we return on Let's Go.
This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray with Larry Fitzgerald. Our program is brought to you by United Wholesale Mortgage. Any athlete will tell you it helps to work with an expert for buying or refinancing a home. Your expert is an independent mortgage broker. Find one at findamortgagebroker.com. Powered by United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC. Equal housing lender, NMLS number 3038. Licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. That's United Wholesale Mortgage at findamortgagebroker.com. Larry, as we continue, uh, what's going on with the Kansas City Chiefs? Uh, they didn't lose their third game last year until they lost in the Super Bowl. They're now 2-3, and three, a big loss at home uh, to the Buffalo Bills, who just rolled them in all areas of the game. Um, a long weather delay, you can make any excuse you want. This is not the same football team. What's going on there? Well, they do look a little disjointed. They haven't been able to run the football, Jim, the way, you know, they have been in the past. And that's something that's so important, especially when you're taking those those chunk shots to Tyreek Hill and being able to work the middle and interior of the defenses with Travis Kelsey. They have to be able to get back to running the football. Their defense has been getting gashed as well. You know, Buffalo kind of had their way with them, um, you know, really, really balanced attack. And and I know for a fact that that delay in the game definitely, you know, takes the steam out of you. Um, you know, you get you get cold and, you know, things are just not the same. You lose the rhythm. Um, but, you know, Buffalo have to deal with didn't the same thing. didn't seem to thing. bother Buffalo. Yeah, I know. I know it didn't seem to bother Buffalo, but that, that's no fun to have to take a break, at, at, you know, at that juncture in the game. But they got to do a better job, you know, just executing and uh, running that football and controlling the line of scrimmage. What happens with the team? Because you've been in the Super Bowl, you know, obviously the heartbreak to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, does it change the dynamic and, and the chemistry of a team when something like that happens? Uh, they went into the game thinking they were going to beat Tampa. and They lose. They're trying to repeat. Uh, you've had that experience. Um, what changes when you come around next year thinking, hey, we're just going to be there or what is the difference in the dynamic well jim your, t- your team changes on average most nfl change you know rosters you know 20 to 30 percent so your actual team is different you're not returning with the same team um a lot of players a lot of coaches get jobs or are not retained you know so your, your team dynamics change but their core players you know the tyron matthews the, the the patrick mahomes the guys who you know are their bell cows are still there on the team. Um, and so they have to rally behind those leaders. They need to be able to get the most out of their teammates. And, you know, this season is uh, far from over three games is uh, it's uh, it's it seems like a lot in terms of losses, but they have a lot of football ahead of them and they have some terrific players and a wonderful coach and I'll be able to help them turn it around. Now give us some insight. You gave me all of the gobbledygook that we all know. Now tell me why, what changes, what goes on? Is it, do guys think it's easier? Do they not work as hard? Do you take it for granted, the talent? Well, there's nothing more difficult in sports to be able to have sustained success. Um, it takes an unbelievable amount of commitment to be able to 
continue to harp on the little things, you know, be att- be attentive, be on time to the meetings when you're having success and everybody's patting you on the back. It's, it's so easy for those little things to start to slip. Um, but the thing that, you know, gives me hope about the Kansas City Chiefs is the tremendous leader in Andy Reid. They have unbelievable playmakers on the offensive side, great leadership in terms of Tyron Matthews and other players on the defensive side. So we had some lows um, after our Super Bowl let down. We didn't have a season that we would say was indicative of the kind of players that we had in our team. But now we were able to get back to the playoffs and the Kansas City Chiefs will get to the playoffs. Um, They just have to be able to put a couple good games together um, and be able to regain their confidence. What happens to the fear factor in the NFL? Everybody kind of goes into a game thinking, "Uh uh-oh, we're playing the Chiefs. They can score so many points in so many minutes and seconds, and, and, you know, no lead is big enough. And even against Buffalo, everybody's kind of sitting there wondering, okay, when's this going to change? Does that factor get lost when you don't have success immediately, or does it wear off, or does that something that takes a long – I mean, everybody still fears Aaron Rodgers – Nobody wants to be uh, defending Brady in the last minute of a game. How long before that wears off? I, I know it's not three games, so I'm not trying to jump off any any bridge here. But no, does it wear off? I think it, it can begin to erode if you continue to not do things um, that people have become accustomed to seeing you do. Um, I think the Kansas City Chiefs are a long way from being in that position because they can flat out score points. They can beat anybody any given Sunday. But – you know, if you're not putting that on tape week in and week out, teams will continue to gain confidence. They will take advantage of the things that they see on tape that other people have taken advantage of. And and if you're not fixing those mistakes, you know, you're going to be exploited um, with those same things week in and week out. Okay, it's kicker time. As we <laughs> kick it down the road, how about these kickers? I mean, they missed 12 <laughs> extra points and 12 field goals. And Saturday Night Live couldn't have written the script for that Green Bay-Cincinnati game. I mean, will those guys get beaten up in the locker room? I mean, are, are, are they going to be left without an Uber driver outside the stadium? I mean, will their dog even allow them to walk them today? <laughs> Jim, if they're not being beat up, um, you know, physically, I know they're being beat up mentally. I mean, you know, Evan uh, McPherson, the kicker from the Cincinnati Bengals, I mean, he even on his second attempt, um, he thought he made the kick. I mean, he was jumping in the arms of his, of his holder, and, uh, you know, it was it was a baffling situation. I've never in my life seen, you know, five game-winning field goals missed um, in such a short period of time. That was unbelievable to witness. That's what makes football the greatest game in, on earth, though, Jim. I mean, just the suspense, the ups and downs, the ebb and flows, um, you know, that was an unbelievable game to watch. He had a great quote after the game. The ball had another idea. <laughs> obviously he did <laughs> yeah i mean his it foot wasn't made Rasheed the ball wallace that said the, the ball don't lie yeah <laughs> oh wow. ball don't lie well it didn't lie there so now you've got these 330 pound guys who are you know just crushing at every play against each other quarterbacks getting sacked beaten up wide receivers like yourself they're taking these hits you know it's hard to get up after them and everybody's dependent on a guy you know, kicking a ball, and they missed 12 extra points yesterday. I mean, everybody's human, and, you know, they're not robots, and we've also seen, you know, Justin hit a 66-yard field goal uh, uh, the week before and doink it over the crossbar a couple of weeks ago. So there's greatness in them, and we see greatness all the time in them, 
But, wow, how did the teammates feel? We kind of talked about it at a certain point earlier in the year, but how do teammates feel about these guys who aren't participating? You know, they're not considered athletes on the team, and, and everything rides on their foot. Well, you know they're a valuable component of your team, and they're going to be called on in the most cl- clutch situations, you know, in different junctures of the game. Um, and, you know, by the way, the, the Packers team may celebrate it um, yesterday after that uh, fourth attempt. You couldn't tell um, that he had missed three previous to that. Um, they were elated. They were happy to be able to come out victorious. But it does raise questions about, you know, his long term viability. Um, can you trust them? Can you rely on them, you know, as they continue to progress throughout the season? Because they look like a real deep playoff contender. And Larry, let's switch to your Cardinals. The only undefeated team left in the National Football League. Another big win. And your buddy, Buda Baker, uh, with, a, with a critical interception. What's it like now to have given your heart and soul to the Arizona Cardinals? You're Mr. Arizona. You're part owner now of the Phoenix Suns. And the second that you stepped away, be it momentarily or permanently, they're undefeated. You're, you're elated. Um, you know, there's nothing makes you happier. I mean, you drive around town, seeing the Cardinals flags and the excitement in the city, um, you know, is, is wonderful. And those guys have earned that, um, you know, the, the plays that they're making. Um, and yesterday was not by any stretch of the imagination a pretty game, right? Um, and, 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 and um, you know, to be able to win those games that are tough down to the wire, and you're not playing your best football against a division opponent, you know, those are the ones that, you know, feel the, the best when you come into work on Monday, you know, makes it a lot easier to be able to clean up those mistakes. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm elated. I'm so happy, you know, um, you know, to see the guys playing at such a high level. Jim Gray with Larry Fitzgerald right here on Let's Go. Our program is brought to you by Ring. With Ring, you're always home. Protect your whole home with a video doorbell, security cameras, and an award-winning alarm that you can install yourself. Go to ring.com forward slash let's go for a special offer on a Ring Alarm home security kit today. That's ring.com slash let's go. Well, a couple of guys really got their uh, bell rung over the weekend. That was Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. What a great heavyweight title fight. Um, both of them uh, displaying tremendous acts of athleticism, courage, uh, and, and it was just uh, incredible to see uh, Tyson Fury finally win that fight uh, in the 11th round. Uh, Larry, which brings me to football. So can you explain to me Kadarius Toney uh, of the Giants? Uh, they're playing the Cowboys, has a great game, 10 catches, 189 yards, 10 catches for 189 yards, but he throws a punch. Uh, that connects to the helmet of DeMonte KZ uh, with the very hands and the right hand uh, that he catches all those passes with. Um, what's the thinking there? You've seen this time and time again. Guy smacks a guy with a closed fist on his helmet. Jim, I, I, I can't understand it. Um, you know, first I tip my hat to the young fella. He had an unbelievable uh, game as a rookie to be able to come out on that stage and perform. Um, and unfortunately, you know, they sh- they're talking about the mistake that he made late in the game by throwing a punch. You know, he's probably going to be suspended, obviously going to be fined. Um, you know, his head coach was was really displeased with the situation. And, um, you know, it's, fr- it's frustrating to watch that because, you know, he has so much promise. You know, we'd love to be able to see him keep his cool, um, you know, to penalize his team. 
And also, you know, you're building on, um, you know, something for the season. I mean, you lose your starting quarterback, you lose Saquon Barkley, you lose uh, Kenny Galladay. Um, it, was, it was a really tough day, um, but you were the one bright spot from all of those bad things. And it would have been great to be able to see him control his emotions better. Is that controlling your emotions or is that just not having the ability to control your emotions? To me, it's just dumb. I mean, that's how you make your living. And if you can't even think about how to procure uh, the very thing that's bringing home all of your bacon. Come on. Really? You're throwing? Well, I mean, we see this all the time, and it's 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 just stupid. I couldn't agree with you more. It's, uh, it's ill-advised and, and not a very intelligent thing to do, um, you know, especially during that time of the game. Um, but you know, there's a lot of heat of emotions, a lot of things that are said and done on the field that, you know, you would love to be able to take back. Uh, unfortunately, you know, he can't take that moment back, and um, and I'm sure he would love to. All right, Larry, on the season, you're 6-6, six and six, I'm 5-7. and seven. You influenced me last week. I, I, I wanted to pick the Bills, and you talked me out of it. I wanted to pick the Saints, and you talked me out of it. <laughs> and I'm not going to be influenced anymore. But, uh, Andy, what are our games this week? Uh, Larry has a one-game advantage. That is correct. So, heading into this week, Larry is tied on the season at 6-6, six and six, and Jim, you are 5-7. and seven. Uh, let's begin with an early game on Sunday. We get the Dolphins minus three against the Jaguars from the other Why side of the world. Why are we picking that game? Why are we picking that game for the? He cl- he picks the, the games that have Florida? the closest. He picks the games that have the closest spread. I I, I pick games that uh, well one it's an early game in London two because the loser of that game the head coach might get fired and might not make it across back to America. Go ahead, Larry. I'm gonna take the Miami Dolphins. Um, you know I think they're a better football team. They're not playing you know, up to their talent level right now, but I think they're better than the Jacksonville Jaguars, so I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Hate to agree with you. Hate that we picked the game, but I agree. Uh, what's next, Andy? Chargers at the Ravens, who are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. No, Jim, I'm going I'm to go, go with the road team. I like the way the Chargers are playing. Um, their coach hasn't done a great job of putting them in um, great situations, um, you know, going forward around fourth and seven and, you know, doing some other ill-advised uh, calls, but I, I'm going to go with the Chargers. They really can air it out the way Mike Williams and Herbert have it going right now. Um, you know, Unbelievable downfield threat. I'm, I'm going to go with the Chargers. I think the Chargers are obviously challenged defensively, giving up 42 points to the Browns, uh, but I just love what Herbert is doing and the offense, and Williams is having a, a, a phenomenal season, and um, the coach is unconventional. Uh, and he's making he's making a lot of different types of calls and 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 and, and plays. Um, some might say they're uh, rookie mistakes, uh, but he's gotten away with it and they're winning. So I'll go with the Chargers as well. But I think this is a tough game. Uh, they couldn't stop Baker Mayfield. I think it's going to be really hard to stop Lamar. This is a tough game. Uh, I could I could see the Ravens winning this, but uh, I'll I'll go with the momentum with the Chargers as well. Okay, and the last game is the Green Bay Packers, who are four-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against a now-hot Chicago Bears team. I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. No, they haven't, the Bears haven't fared um, all that well against the Packers over the last 20 years, and um, I think that reign will continue. It pains me, but I agree with you. I won't make up any ground this week. We'll see where it goes. Hey, Larry, uh, are the Cowboys for real? I mean, is, is this a team that you see being able to contend and, and win a championship? Jim, they look they look good. Finally, their offensive line is healthy. 
Um, they're really able to get Zeke going. Um, their rushing attack looks phenomenal. Um, you know, the three receivers are so dynamic. Um, you know, on the defensive side, the way they're able to get after the pass, uh, the passers has been phenomenal. Um, Diggs is playing at an MVP level. I think he has five five picks now on the season. I mean, he's he's playing tremendous. Um, I mean, they look good, Jim. They look really, really good. They're scoring a lot of points, and they're and they're stopping people on the defensive side. So, you know, it's only five weeks, but they're they're, they're impressive to watch. Larry, as always, appreciate your time. Terrific show. Thanks, Jim. It's always a pleasure to be with you. And I want to wish our boy Snake the very best in the Boston Marathon this week. Snake, I know it's uphill for the last 12 miles, but just keep pushing through. Just keep pushing through. We're going to update that on SiriusXM. We're going to let everybody know how Snake did because he's concluding. He's concluding as we're taping this show. So we'll let everybody know. And uh, I could pick up ground on you because I said uh, over. You said under, correct? 336? Yeah, you you you're the only guy I know that would that would want to see your your producer do worse though. That's that's terrible, Jim. Come on, man. Oh no, like even, I'm all even for as it. a friend. Even as a friend, bet. I want to lose this bet. But he gave himself <laughs> up last week. You dogged him. You dogged him for saying on national radio that he didn't think he could do it. Now you're trying to I turn wanna... that on me. Doesn't work like that. <laughs> Fair weather. That's how you are. You're just trying to take a shot, Larry. Never a fair weather friend, Jim. Always fight for my guys. Always. Have a great week, and we will talk to you next week on Let's Go. Our thanks to our producer, Andy King, filling in. Did a great job for Dave the Snake Hagen. Snake's running in the marathon. We'll update you on his progress, how he does, a bit later on. Our production assistant is Harris Fabishoff. Terrific job by Harris. And a thanks to our great sponsors, USAA, Morton's, Ring, United Wholesale Mortgage, and Golden Nugget Online Casino. Let's Go with Larry Fitzgerald was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions. Talk to you again next Monday night. Sirius XM Podcasts.